Welcome to Red Light Conversations. I'm your host, Randall McEwen. And as in the past, I have come on this platform to maybe rant a bit or give a perspective from a gentleman who is 58 years old. Today I'd like to talk to you about a few different things. I'm going to start off talking about what is happening to the restaurant and fast food industry that I've seen here in Canada. I'm not sure about the U.S., but I hear it's the same in the U.S., and it might be a worldwide issue. And what I'm talking about is because of the pandemic, and a lot of restaurants and fast food places having to close up because of restrictions. And then starting up and shutting down. I know here in the province of Ontario and Canada, it's like an open and closed day-by-day type activity. So as an employee of such a facility, such as the restaurant or fast food joints, how can you even attempt to pay your bills, plan your future, and then to top it off, now that here in Ontario, restaurants are open for uh, in di- in inside dining, and that is with limitations. The rudeness of people visiting those establishments just blows my mind. All restaurants and fast food joints that I've seen are, they have signs in the windows. They're looking for cook staff. They're looking for wait staff. These people aren't coming back. Why would you work in an industry that You never know from day to day if you're going to have a job or not. How can you live a life where you don't know where your paycheck is going to come from? Yes, I know in Canada, the government put out a thing called CERB, Canadian Emergency Relief Benefit, and a lot of people went on to that. No questions asked. You just applied, and if you have filed a return or had income in the previous year, you get on no problem. From understand, anybody that applied got it. So why would you attempt to leave a government benefit that guarantees you income to go work in a restaurant or fast food joint or a coffee shop where you don't know if you're going to be working tomorrow? You might be working today, but you don't know if you're going to be working tomorrow. It depends on the government and its restrictions. Now, this this pandemic has blown everything out of the water. While we've been staying at home, we've become what I call aggressive consumers, buying things not necessarily that we need, but buying a lot of things. Now, so that's sort of oxymoron. One minute we're talking about nobody's got money. Next minute we're talking about people are overspending. But let me continue on that point. One of the things that I look at is we look at the shipping You know, as more and more people, I understand that uh, stuff coming in from overseas has increased by 200%. 
but that means a lot of freight is coming from Asia or from that part of the world, Indo-Asia, if you want to call it that. And the ships are lined up at the ports here in North America, whether it be Los Angeles or Vancouver. There are more ships coming in and having to wait out in the sea to be offloaded than we've ever seen before. So it's not the fact that there's limited quantity or that uh, people aren't working. People are working through this pandemic. What it is, and then let me just explain this so you understand. As I said, those ships are coming in double the amount that used to come in, both to L.A. and Vancouver, just to name two ports. They did not increase their staff at those ports double. They don't have the facilities to receive double. And on top of that, the crew that work at those shipping ports, they have been off sick too with the virus. So that all compounded together is why we're seeing delays in receiving your special packages from Amazon or God knows where you've ordered it from. And, and there's another thing, Amazon. Oh my God. We have come, become so reliant on Amazon because we don't want to go shopping anymore. We just want to do everything online. And the return policies is so easy. If you don't like something, you get it. You send a matches back to Amazon. You print off a return shipping label, put in a package, ship it off. And within days, you get your refund. You really don't have to leave your house other than to take that package to post. But I have some other issues I'd like to talk about. And issues, yes, they are issues. Here in, the, in Canada, we're going through uh, what we call a flash election. Uh, government called a flash election, I think it was about a month ago. So politicians really don't have a chance to go out. Well, who, I wouldn't want a politician knocking on my door right now. Um, but, you know, there is, there is a federal election going on here in Canada. I would, you know, I can't really, because of my day job. I can't really express how I feel about what's going on right now. Just to say that in my own writing, in my own writing, there's like five, maybe six parties. There's nobody in the writing that I want to vote for. I've read everything. I've read what they stand for. So what I have to do is when I'm going to make my decision, I'm going to have to look at the national party overall and what they can do for me, what they can do for my country, and how or what they can do for the world. One of the biggest issues anywhere in the world, any country in the world that spent money that they didn't have to support people while they've been off work because of this pandemic or for buying medication, that's a lot of money they spent. That money is, we don't know who is going to pay for that. It will probably be the youth of tomorrow. 
Yes, I said that the youth of tomorrow. So maybe not the children today, but their children and their children will end up paying for this spending that we have done, the governments have done around the world. Am I criticizing the fact they did it? No. I think it's a great thing. To be honest with you, when you look at a country's debt, I'll be honest with you, when you look at a country's debt, is it ever going to be paid back? Never. Take a look at our American neighbors who owe, last I looked, I think it was 17 or $18 trillion in debt. You're never going to pay that off. Now, to be honest with you, I don't know what the outstanding debt here in Canada is. I should look, but it's one of those things I say is any money, you're going to print it. You may lose value outside the country, but if I'm to walk in the store and say I have $20 in my pocket, I'm not, I don't care where that $20 came from. Well, as long as it's legit, not illegal. Some people may argue that point that the government prints money and that's illegal. I really don't know. But yeah, so getting back to this election, all countries normally have elections for leaders of their country. And I can't really get too excited about this election. And not to criticize any of the leaders of any party that's running and to criticize any of the candidates that are running in any riding throughout the country. Call an election now, it was a good timing? No, I don't think it was good timing. Do we need to call an election? Well, I wouldn't say now. I would have waited till later on when we have the pandemic almost under control or controlled altogether. But that's just me. Thoughts that come to me while parked at a red light waiting for traffic to move. And another thing I'm going to get on the wagon about is going to talk about what we call upscale restaurants. And I just recently had an experience where I went, went to a restaurant and I knew it was a little upscale that I was prepared for. What I wasn't prepared for was the quality of the food and the wait service. I'll tell you, it was this restaurant was right on the water in Port Credit. Uh, the restaurant itself was nicely laid out. They took every precautions, ensuring that there was either distance or dividers between patrons. I looked at the menu. I had I looked on online before we went, so I had understanding what the prices were going to be. So the price was not my objection. My objection was when you order something, you order something called, say, for instance, I'm just going to say it's Caesar salad. You expect when you order a Caesar salad, it's going to come out and it's going to taste like Caesar salad. I'm sorry, this one didn't. And I ordered a pasta with bolognese sauce. Although the portion was quite right, the price was way out of this park. I thought maybe with the $24 price tag for a dish, they'd bring some bread, something. No. $24 for a bowl of pasta. 
at least with the salad, it was wife and I shared the salad. It was $14, and then so you split that. That's like $7 a piece. Did I like the salad? No. Would I eat it again? No. Would I ever go back to the restaurant? No. Was it an experience? Yes. Life is about experiences. Now, the only reason why we went to this particular lo- lo- the particular restaurant is we had been in the neighborhood maybe a week or so ago. And we're thinking about going to another restaurant that we've been to before. But the idea is we like to experiment a little bit. So we saw this new restaurant built in the facade of an old uh, bank or post office, I should say. I think Canada Post was at that corner. So now there's a CIBC bank in the restaurant and some offices upstairs. And again, like I said, it's right on, on the Credit River. Um, patio was full, so we sat indoors. wasn't too bad. Music was a little too loud, but everywhere I go nowadays, all the restaurants, for some unknown reason, they blast the stereo. I can't even hear across the table. truly hear across the table. Now I can hear mumble jump of all the other conversations going on, plus the loudness of the music, and that's not an experience I want for dinner. And then to top that off, we decided we're going to walk along the pier. I love the pier. But what's wrong with these people walking shoulder to shoulder other people and they're not wearing a mask? Like, seriously. Now, I did see police down in that area. What were they doing standing outside of another restaurant? Don't know why. The car had been there the whole night. So when we actually pulled up and went to our restaurant, had our dinner, left, went for a walk down the pier, and we took our time because we had some mobility challenges. We came back, used a public washroom, and then we're leaving to go to our car, and the police were still there. So I have no idea what those two police officers were doing. I really don't. They were tucked away under a tree near the the other restaurant. I don't know. They were talking. That's it. But as you can see, that um, red light conversation sometimes can really... Now, when I start doing these, I can get really... I'm going to use the word ticked off. I was going to use another word, but I don't think I should use that because it's supposed to be a clean broadcast. But, you know, it it just furates me. You know, I did my part. I went and got my double jab. So I'm totally vaccinated. Will I have to go for a booster shot? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe maybe I should go for a booster shot. I will. If, I'll tell you what. I'll go if they tell me that a booster shot is required be, to make this more effective and ward off the, what is it, the fourth wave, the Delta virus, the one that's more aggressive. And how many young people do I know? How many young people do I know that are not vaccinated and will refuse to get vaccinated? They're the ones hanging out in groups. They're the ones that are spreading this freaking disease. Yes, I'm getting a little bit ticked off. Oh, it's my personal choice. 
It's your personal choice to do what you do to yourself, but it's not your personal choice to do what you do to others. And when I hear these young people say, oh, I'm not getting vaccinated, I don't believe in it, it's just a tracking thing. It's like, for crying out loud, you carry a cell phone that is connected. If the government wants to know where you are, they know where you are. They don't need to stick something in you to find out where you are. Oh, that really just ticks me off. Oh, religious regions, I can't get a shot. Well, I'm sorry. If I was in government and if I was the leading party of the government, I would make, I would enforce that everybody, whether they want to attend a school, a grocery store, walk in a park, walk down the street, get on a bus, get on a train or plane, go to the mall, go to see a movie. They all have to be vaccinated, and they have to prove that they're vaccinated. And these people say, oh, I can't get vaccinated because of uh, uh, health reasons or whatever. Well, then if that's the case, then don't go outside. But no, you're still risking it by going outside. You're not wearing a mask. And you don't know if the person next to you has been vaccinated. Come on, people. Enough is enough. I remember years ago in school, I had to get... TB shot. Going to school, I had to keep a little yellow card of all the different uh, vaccine shots I got. Like tetanus and all that other stuff. So when people, I, you know, people are going to yell at me, go, well, it's my personal choice. It's my choice. I say, it's your choice if you follow what if you don't believe in the shots, if you don't believe in this whole pandemic, one, I want you to go up to a family. First, I want you to go up to a family that has lost a loved one to this damn vaccine or this damn pan pandemic, the virus, and you tell them, oh, they didn't die from COVID. They must have died from, government must have killed them. They didn't die from COVID. I dare you. Some people are just so stupid. I mean, they're so stupid. Yes, I can agree on a couple of things. One, I can agree on is the fact that we don't know the long-term effects of getting this vaccine. We, we are believing in science and the medical, which I do 100%. Why? Because I took it upon myself to learn a little bit more about how this virus works. So when I'm listening to government people or health officials, I say more health officials because I don't think government has a clue what they're doing. Any government in the world. But listen to the health officials and science. And you can't dispute those. You can't dispute the fact that people are being buried, young people, middle-aged people, old people. Go talk, go to, uh, talk to nurses and doctors that work in hospitals, and you tell them it's not real. It's not real. Well, it's BS. I dare you. And lastly, the last thing I want to talk about is taxes. I don't know where you are listening. But I just, I had a conversation with a group of friends the other day, 
and the conversation went like this here. We were talking about, you know, when you get your first job and you get very excited and you see that paycheck and then the shock hits you. When you see all those deductions that come off your paycheck. When you go shopping in a store and you're paying taxes. In my country, we have GST, which is federal. Well, it's a combination of federal and provincial tax combined. It used to be separated. At one time, the federal sales tax used to be included in the actual price of the product. So you never saw that tax, even though it was there. But when I look at how old I am and all the purchases I've made in my life, all the taxes I've had taken off my paycheck, if I had that money right now, I would have a healthy savings account. But when you lose more than half than what you make, both in deductions off your pay and taxes you pay when you purchase something, I would have a good nest egg as I, you know, get closer to retirement. I would have a nice nest egg there. I wouldn't have to be reliant on the government when I retire. But that's the way things are. I can't change it. It doesn't make sense to me. You know, we were also talking about Sweden, I think it is, we were talking about, where they pay 50 or 60% taxes. That's a lot. However, the bonus for that, they don't have to pay for anything such as transit, education, health. It's all covered, everything, as it should be. Their government's working for the people. Now, don't get me started on governments and, and what they say they're doing for their citizens because it's all BS. All governments that I know, especially in an industrialized world, are working for corporations. The people that help them get elected by giving them large sums of money, the parties large sum of money, so they can win a, an election. We go on for decades and decades and decades that I know of. But, you know, I don't care who's in power, they're all the same. No matter what they say, even if you're, you know, a People's Party or a Democratic Party, uh, like here in Canada, we have a new Democratic Party or NDP who are very supposed to be very close to the people, want to work for the people and the workers. No, no, it doesn't work that way. It never will. That's me talking. That's... Uh, Red Light Conversations, I went a little bit longer than today than I thought I would go. And I'm almost done. I didn't say I was done, people. I didn't say I was done. I said, I'm almost done. And yes, I will finish now. It is, it is Saturday in September. It's a nice day out there. I've got more work to do. I just figured I'd record this podcast, share it with you, just to let you know that Red Light Conversations is still here. Uh, I started a, a company called podvault.ca. I host four podcasts there. There's the Passports and Postcards, 
this one, Red Light Conversations, the rest of your story, personal stories with guests, and of course, Randy Rugby Podcast, because I love rugby. I also write books. You can find them on Amazon. Just search Randall McEwen. That's M-C capital K-E-O-W-N. I'm a photographer and I love travel. Just came back from a mini trip, a three or four day trip. We did uh, what we call the west coast of Ontario, which is uh, Lake Huron. Uh, We went up from Sarnia, headed up to a place called Tobamori. Did a boat cruise up there, a glass bottom boat cruise, so we could see some shipwrecks. And then we made our way winding through back roads of Ontario till we got home. And that was like a thousand kilometers over the course of four days. Got to see places I've never seen before. Got me to realize that I don't have to live here. I don't have to live in Mississauga. I don't have to live in a greater Toronto area. I can move out. Probably be a more peaceful life. But anyways... Until next time, I want to say thank you for listening. I'm going to try to get on here a little bit more. The summer winds down, and it's a little too cold to sit outside in the patio or go for a walk. So, yeah, take care, and we will talk to you soon.